found out I like I like uh, Almond Joy and Mounds candy bars this week. Like just now? In your life? Yeah. Seems late. Yeah. They're good. Well, I kind of always thought they were like old man candy. I mean, I like Werther's and those those little strawberry candies that are in the wrapper that look like strawberries. And then these. Yeah. Those are grandma candies. Yeah. Tab thought that um, we actually talked. This was like the. It was the. Title of one of our ep- recent episodes. She kept saying instead of saying like. I had a Werther's, she'd say, I had a Werther. And I'm like, no, it's not Werther's because there's several of them. It's Werther's because it's like Werther's owns the candy. Like Mr. Werther's owns the candy. Like, Get it together, Tab. She was still fighting me on it. And I was like, please don't say that in front of anybody. You're going to embarrass us. <laughs> so then I made it part of the show. <laughs> so now you're embarrassing her. Yeah, it's part of the part of how it goes. This is our Valentine's episode, Dashboard Confessional, Swiss Army Romance. Oh, I thought this was our President's Day episode. I mean, I would have chose Presidents of the United States. I only know the one song, Peaches, but... <laughs> Wait, no, didn't they do Lump, too? Was that on the same album? We could do their Greatest Hits album. It's just a two-song EP. It's those two songs. <laughs> Oh, poor guys. I know, that was rude. But I remember that cover of that album, even though I didn't even own it very well. Hmm. I remember the video. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember much else. So I'm Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Oh, just in general? Yeah. I'm Josh. Or have we started? Uh, We could start back when the candy talk was going on. Oh, candy it's talk. So sweet. Okay. Yeah, you know, you get candy on Valentine's Day. That works. So, well, welcome, everybody. This is episode 12 of B Side Ourselves. This is our Valentine's Day podcast episode. And uh, we're well, recording it after Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not 100% my fault the timing that it goes out. This week. It will be again next week. It'll be my fault, 100%. But <laughs> this week, it's only like, it's like 50% my fault. So Next week, I'm on vacation. So Ooh, I don't even care what time we record. We could do it early. Maybe then I'll get out on time. <laughs> it's true. Maybe. Unless there's like a wrestling thing. I don't know. Oh, come on. I know. It was one time. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. This time it's my fault we're recording late because I didn't want to do it last night. Work was long, and I was like, let's just do it on Monday. I feel you. No worries. Give me another, give me a chance to listen to the album. Like one, I, I was ready, but it would give me a chance to listen to it like one more one more time. So I saw you were listening to Age Six Racer on mm-hmm. Spotify because it shows me what you're listening to. I was like, did he forget to listen to the album? <laughs> Is he no. rushing that very end? <laughs> No, I was listening to that one again because I didn't really have any notes on it, but we'll get to that. So. Where can you find this podcast, Josh? Um, well, you can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast. That's it? Not Google Play? No, I need to figure out how to do that. What? Our hosting sucks. Hey, wh- wh- why? Google, Google, doesn't, uh, Google tries to cannibalize the stats, so you can't. they don't give their... They don't give people good, uh, you know, data for 
follows and stuff. So I listened to a podcast called, let me see if I can find it, Bizarre Albums with Tony Thaxton on Spotify. I've heard that name before. Yeah. But there's an ad inside of it for like this podcast hosting site. It's like, it connects directly to Spotify and it lets you use songs from Spotify in your podcast. I'm like, what? Hmm. You could just use songs? Can we just start using that then and just play the whole albums that we do or all the mixes we do? That'd well, be a long once our podcast, once the uh, once our current hosting gig is up a year from December, yes, I know <laughs> that's okay. We already have we already have a ton of uh, devious plans devious. in in motions. I met a I, I met a dude who works at the DIA, and he does a uh, Marvel podcast, and he's like. I mean, he's pretty new to it. They've got like, what, 70 episodes? Not new, new, but you know. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, well, let me get back to you because you could join a podcast empire. Shh. Don't, don't broadcast <laughs> it yet. No, yeah, we will, be, we will be looking for shows at some point, maybe. He's we'll show a super people, guy. People have know, on our so. podcast soon. So Yeah. That, that'll let me see. I mean, I listened to his podcast and it was good. But that let me see how he interacts. You know what I mean? I remember, without naming names, but I remember we were th- there was someone who was like a mutual friend, but not like not, I don't think anyone knew him for like a long time, and he wanted to join NL uh, Nerd Life Production back in the day, and he we were hanging out with him. And he just casually said the N word, and I was like, "Nope, you're, he, he's definitely not getting a podcast." That's no, like no. So well, this this Marvel pot, yeah. It's not that guy, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> do you know? Do you and remember what I'm talking about? I do remember him, and okay. this one's an all black cast. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, they can say I don't. It, yeah, this just, I don't think that matters black, in the situation. So, yeah. I was like, oh wow, okay, you're in my living room. I don't know. How oh I God, now I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I remember like coming into your room and like immediately after he left because it wasn't just him over it was like a bunch of people over and I was like yeah uh, no and you're like yeah, yeah I know <laughs> it's like okay no. so, so. Uh, episode 12 I hope you guys are liking it I hope you uh, rate review and subscribe to this shit because we're doing it for you and for us but for everybody you know are you forgetting that we have the bumper at the end no Oh, well, you have all that stuff in the intro here. I'm just reading down the intro. I'm sorry. I forgot that you even look at these. So well, I have my so, own notes, and then I have your notes yeah. up. Well, hey, people are getting double the reminders to do the things. So Is it your voice at the end saying all this info? Yes. See, they probably want to hear my voice. Ah, okay. My voice is soothing, and it tells them to rate, review, and subscribe. Maybe I'll just cr- create another <laughs> bumper that will play at the beginning. I'm just kidding. You have a great voice. Uh-huh. I actually recorded it several times. It's like that thing where um, at work, when I'm going to be out for a couple of days, you're supposed to put like a thing on your voicemail saying that you're going to be gone. Yeah. And so then I, I will, I have just started going out into my car because I know it's going to take me five tries to do it. <laughs> so I just do it in my car before I leave instead of trying to do it at my desk and worrying about people hearing me do it. So cool. Ooh, let's get did into we, this did personal we say, history. Did we, did we say what uh, album we were doing? 
Yeah, I did it at the beginning. It's our dashboard confessional Swiss Army romance episode. Okay. Album hey, retrospective. Twice, so it's all good. You what? What? <laughs> we we said other stuff twice, so it's all good. So this album nice came out in two thousand. Yeah, which is like at that point in time, I don't know if I, I wasn't even like in the scene. I like I think I knew like a couple things, but not really. Real quick, I know you got a stat check you want to do, but I thought it was interesting that it started on Fiddler Record, went to Drive Through Records, and then ended up on Vagrant Records with Dashboard Professional owning his own stuff. Like yeah. Chris what a what a jump around for an album. I do have I don't I have that in here. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and um, it's wild. Like the first the first release of it was only a thousand copies so i don't know like fiddler records might just be like might have just been like really small or not really sure but and uh chris caraba was in another band at the time he was the lead singer of further further seems forever um and actually i think he is technically the singer of that band right now although they haven't done anything in several years like they got back together with him and, and put out an album and like 2012 Hmm. so um and like wikipedia would have you think that he's still in the band but they like they're not you go to their website and it's still advertising for something for like 2016 so oh i didn't know they were even doing anything in 2016 the last time i listened to further seems forever was back when i was really into dashboard in the 2000s yeah i mean it's if you like if you like like Chris's voice, it's uh, it works. So, oh yeah, it's there. I like. Have it. you ever heard his uh, folk band? What's the folk band? Twin Forks. No, I have not. Is this it's a joke? Not a joke. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> you were making a face, and then I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't know this. No, no, I, I I learned it as I was researching. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. This this album, Swiss Army Romance, da- well, Dashboard Confessional was originally just going to be like a solo side project, um, and you kind of you definitely hear that in this album because it's really just him and his guitar. There's a couple, you know, there's some other instrumentation, but at a bass level, it's really just him and his guitar. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, it came out in 2000, March 2000. You know, jumped around. It was re-released again by Drive Through Records, and then and then re-released. Um, by Vagrant Records when Chris Carabo got got the uh, rights in 2003. And in the 2003 release, they added a couple bonus tracks, which I did listen to for this uh, episode. And they re-released it again because Amar Commission, a, a brand of Scar, was coming out. And, um, you know, they were, they were kind of like uh, kind of trying to get in on that hype because the band was getting more and more popular. So, um, and one of the cool things is, uh, he said that in an interview, he said that he was going through something really tough at the time and he doesn't write in a journal. This was kind of like what his journal was. Like he was getting his thoughts out about his life experiences through writing songs. Um, and he didn't ever think that he wasn't actually going to do anything with it. It was just personal for personal reasons. And then he had friends that kind of, um, you know, got him. He played him for some friends, and then they they talked him into doing it. So that's where it came from. That's what it came out of. 
And, and thank God they convinced him because yeah. it's, it's gone down a great road. Yes. Yeah. I will say I'm not, uh, I'm not like, a, I'm not a big fan. And I don't say that because I don't like, like the music is just a artist that I never really got into past the hit songs. Not really sure why. Um, this, the songs that I do know, I really like. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, it all just comes to that comes from that you know me kind of being closed-minded uh during the time period that that dashboard was most popular and just not having an anyone sherpa me to them um you know so because i like yeah no i totally like the um the songs that i that i know well my personal history with it is I got into it hardcore through the Vagrant Records compilations. I ordered the So Impossible. It was the first CD I ever pre-ordered and waited outside of a record store for, the So Impossible EP. Oh, wow. Like, okay. I mean, I went and bought CDs before, but that was the first one I've ever was like, oh, this is coming out in like three weeks. I'm going to pre-order it. Oh, I'm going to go wait. At Checker Records in Hillsdale. That was the great place to be if you're ever there because they're still open and going. Is it really? Yeah. Checker oh, Records. Cool. And then, I mean, I like them a lot. I like this album. And then I moved to Adrian and I lived with Pictures of Annie, the band. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them? Yeah. <laughs> and they were very influenced by Dashboard Confessional and other, you know, acoustic bands like this. Yeah. So, like, I lived around it as I was also enjoying it. Well, there you go. I mean, that'll that'll do it. I mean, that's uh, I can I can kind of trace back any band that I got really heavy into during the heavy seniors into most of them were bands that I heard about from a friend that was like, I love this band and playing it and stuff. It wasn't stuff that I found on my own. Actually, I think Motion City, which ended up being my that's kind of funny because Motion City, which ended up being like my favorite band out of that era and just kind of in general, um, I kind of found on my own. But then people like you and KDP were also like really into them. So um, that helped like really uh, solidify it. Yeah. I mean, when I, the first time I saw them, they were just a band that was playing with matchbook romance. And I guess I'll listen to their album before I go because I want to, maybe I'll like them, but so, and then the rest epitaph tour 2005 and the rest is history. (laughs) So the compilation I heard first was Vagrant Records, Another Year on the Streets, Volume 2. If anyone could find that, it's an amazing compilation. It's got The Anniversary, which I love, Alkaline Trio, Dashboard Professional, Get Up Kids, Hot Rod Circuit, like Saves the Day. These were just bands that influenced me so much. That yeah, whole that compilation is just the bomb. Yeah, I said the bomb. <laughs> I mean, this came out way back in 2000, so I can say Debon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever you need to justify it. <laughs> That's how I'm justifying it. All right, let's get into track by track. Um, one last thing. I did oh. I did get to see them uh, at Riot Fest in 2019, and that was pretty fun. Like, they were... It's kind of funny because, like I said, I don't really know a whole lot of their songs, and um, so... Uh, I think, and I, th- I want to say that Chris was playing like a, an album in its entirety, and I, it might have been this one. I don't even know, um, but he did like an album in its entirety, and then all of the hits at the end. 
And so I was kind of like, stand, I was like enjoying it, but I wasn't super into it because I didn't know the songs and Tab was like loving it. And then all of a sudden he broke into a song I knew and then the next like five songs I knew and it was like, oh, this is great. Like I, I'm loving this now. So you saw a Death Cab for Cutie too, right? And you hated it? Yeah. Oh, yes. So my two favorite <laughs> slow bands and you've seen them and <laughs> I'm jealous because you, well, you hated Death Cab, which makes me so sad. Yeah. You, it's all right. Did, we don't have to yeah, like the same no. music. Yeah. We definitely don't. Track by track. <laughs> yeah. So we start off with track one, Screaming Infidelities, the song that everyone knows from this album, obviously. Yep. This is the one song I knew prior to popping this CD in my CD Walkman to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I actually um, am bored of this song because I feel even to myself it's overplayed. Like I played it a lot. It's it's not a bad song at all. Don't get me wrong, but it's I don't know. And also lyrically, it's not as powerful as many other songs on this album. It's great, but there's some songs I think that really hit harder with the lyrics. But his vocal range on this song is fantastic. Vocal range and the other place that this song really stands out on this album is song structure yeah because some of these songs in this album it's like where's the chorus oh why did you ramp up at the end like that that didn't really make sense to the rest of the <laughs> song and this song actually has like a, a a regular a more regular song structure so it you know obviously makes it easier to be a, a hit that way so yeah I, di- I didn't i said what is there to say about screaming infidelities it's a great song it was their breakout song yeah that's what i wrote <laughs> So. <laughs> uh track two a sharp the, uh, the sharp hint of new tears my bad whoa it's all good what you got what are you gonna say about it um well so i know that this song is the the um basis for the name of the band um yeah you know he says on the way home this car here's my confessions um and then i also wrote i really like the the you know you expect me to apologize for things that, that you've done wrong while you're inciting others you're owning up to nothing, and I wish I, that I was gone. Oh, because you're going, because you're not going anywhere. Man, my, this is weird. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, this is this is one of the better songs on the album. I I like this song. This this is a a boat song. I call it. There's two or three of them on this album where the acoustic guitar is not impressive and just a vessel for his amazing poetry. Like, I think mm-hmm. this is some of my favorite lyrics, but this is my least favorite guitar on the album. Like, it's very simple, but that's what I mean. It's just like, it's a vessel to deliver you his message. But okay. I, it, it is one of my favorite songs, but acoustically, meh, lyrically, amazing. Well, and so this is, it's interesting that you say that, and I actually feel, so I was almost, you sent me that text in the middle of the week where you were like, oh man, I'm loving listening to this song, this album again, like something like that. And I hope you are too, or whatever. And, and I was like dreading this a little bit because the first couple listens, I was just like, ah, I can barely like, unless I'm really, like really paying attention. I, I, I can't even tell like where one song ends and another one starts because the just, I don't feel like there's a lot of variance from song to song with like the music, but so and and I wrote down lyrics that I like from each song for my notes because I was like, this is the vocal melodies 
and the lyrics is where this album shines because the yeah. guitar playing is kind of like it's not super super complicated. There are some um, songs that he kills it on the guitar. Oh no, really yeah, no, shine. I know. I'm just saying, like as a whole, you know. So and I think he got much better because obviously, the yeah, the next album is much or way more intricate. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was gonna say this at the end, but I I do. I do think that uh, Dashboard is better as a band, just be just with with more full instrumentation. And one of the things I actually did to kind of help myself get into this album a little bit more was I found that um, the Unplugged that he did, and yeah, there's, there's like four or five songs on the Unplugged that are from this album that he did. And then so they have not only do they have him and a like a drummer and maybe like another guitar or whatever but it you also so that it makes the song a little bit more complete for me but then also you have that energy of him performing live and you can hear like all the people singing along to the songs and it's it's uh it made it made me uh made it easier for me to get into this and then by the time like by the time i was listening to it yesterday and today i was like okay i'm like i'm into this there's a couple songs that i don't love 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 but i do I do like this album. So a lot of this album, because some of my favorite out al- songs are from a shade of poison trees and obviously dusk and summer. Yeah. But this album is a lot of nostalgic for or nostalgia oh, yeah. for me, which I don't have that. Cause I only know it's still an amazing album, but yeah, yeah. it's all right. Track three living in your letters. Um, so this was the first song that kind of hits on a theme that um a lot of the songs have like i'm guessing he was dating someone that was either was also in a band or like traveled for work because like there's a lot of songs about like i'm on the road you're on the road i miss you i hate that we're not together you know letters phone calls etc etc like there's like three four five songs that that like that's the theme and this is the first one um I actually, I did read something that said like this whole album is about one girl, about one relationship. I, mean, I don't know I if that's that. true or not. There's definitely at least like four or five songs that are about the same person. Yeah. Um, just from the um, themes. But uh, I did say like this song, I don't, I didn't really think there was, I don't like the song structure on this song. There's no chorus. Um, and it's just kind of continuous. And then he, he kind of like does this weird like ramp up at the end where yeah. that's kind of different from the rest of the song and it, it just kind of hits me weird and it's there's a couple songs that he does that um this is and this is the first one that he does that this is my least favorite al- song on the okay. album oh, good. i'm like no, part, so i'm glad to hear you say that <laughs> i mean i don't have i think this is my only skip song on the album like i i it's kind of forgettable it's not bad but and I do love the harmonization of longer goodbyes that he does with himself. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. But yeah, the structure and the lyrics and the acoustic guitar just don't hook me. It's 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 just my skip song on the album. All right, <laughs> track Sorry, four. Sorry, I was trying to pull up the pull the lyrics back up. Yeah, the two me. Okay, yep. Track I four. I have it up now, so that way. The Swiss uh, Army Romance. Oh, name the, of this album. The title track, yeah. <gasps> they name this song. <laughs> this is a jam. I'm gonna yeah. start off and just say that. I do I love so I love the the lyric um 
youth's most un youth's the most unfaithful mistress. Still, we forge ahead to miss her, rushing our moment to shine. I love that. Yeah. No, the like lyrics trying to be old, and we should be hanging on to our young moments. It's a typical insecure college day song. Yeah, very. Like, I mean, I know we're not in those days anymore, but still, it's still there. Yeah, <laughs> and the lyrics have a cool flow to them in this song. That's all I got to say about it. I like this one. Anything else from you? No. Good. Like, yep, Track five, it. Turmentine Chaser. Um, this one's a little bit more up-tempo, um, and I like that about it. It breaks the kind of the monotony of the, the slow songs. Um, but I, I had trouble getting into it because I can't identify like what he's talking about. All right. <laughs> The lyrics confuse me a bunch, and I don't understand why this is... Like, he plays this, I feel like, a lot. It was on, like, it's one of his bigger ones, like, yeah. more famous. Is he singing about a relationship that needs a new coat of paint because it's broken and chipping, or is he just getting high off the fumes of a paint in a room? <laughs> like, the song is great, but it brings... It, it, this is also a boat song. Like, the acoustics <laughs> yeah. don't really do much. And I like the way he sings the lyrics, but I don't completely understand the lyrics. I feel like this is like an inside joke to him or, you know. Or it's something about something really painful and he's trying to be vague on purpose. Yes. That's 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 kind of what my thought process was. Like, I like so. the song. It's just lyrically, it doesn't connect with me like as many others. But it's still like a lot of people, if you ask him dashboard. They bring this song up like it is a pretty popular song. And I think there's much better songs off this album that should have went through that that like fame. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't win them all, I guess. No, I <laughs> want to change everyone's mind. <laughs> all right. Track six, a plain morning. I like this song. The melodies are good. Um and I, I kind of feel like it stands out uh, uh, more than some other songs. I think this I think, is one of the most ahead. beautiful songs on the album. Yeah, like, and Chris was definitely missing somebody in 2000. That's for sure. And you also get Jolie Lindham with backing vocals and harmonies, that female voice in there. Okay. There's not many There's... like extra musicians, but towards the end of this album, you start getting a few, and it fits so well. Like, this is yeah. such a pretty song. Yeah, where she's doing the echoes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like this song a lot. It was a good one. I don't Tracks, have all... Yeah. Oh, tra track seven, Age Six Racer, the one Josh was listening to right as we started this. Yeah. What was your last minute notes? Did you find anything? No. no. <laughs> really? I Yeah, I don't... Um. I don't know. I'm trying... I think I'm just I'm thrown off by the how short the song is like how like it's just kind of like the same little verse over like two or three times. Um, it's, it's funny because this is one of my favorite songs. Well, it's, that's okay. It's got my favorite guitar on it uh, from the album, and that added piano brings so much, which was James Paul Wisner on keys, and then you also have Jolie Lindham backing up vocals again. It's short but sweet. It's only two. It's under two point five minutes. But you I think know me. Still, I don't like a short song. 
I know, but it's like still one of the most iconic songs on this album to me. That's why I was excited when I saw you listening to it. I was like, yeah, he must love it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Here I am to disappoint you. Um, what's What do you think the song's about? Oh, I don't even know. I didn't write down any lyrics. I just wrote down my notes on the songs. I'd have to um, listen to it. I wonder if he's talking about Lexington, Kentucky, though, because I can't imagine the winters are too bad there. No, that's true. <laughs> the, I it's I, snowing like crap outside. outside right now. Yeah. Oh my god. We have a. I'm. I'm so annoyed. We have a. The county is closed tomorrow. So we. Like if it was normal times, I we wouldn't have to go to work tomorrow. And of course, tomorrow was one of my remote days. So that's cool. Uh, I would have been work. home anyway. <laughs> Track so. eight. Again, I go unnoticed. Yeah. So this song. Um. I said I needed this one. It's upbeat. It breaks the mold a little bit. I like it hits you like it's it's right from the start. It's like here here I am. And um I was going to ask you do you think this song is about like overthinking? Yes. Okay. I like in the past I related to the song a lot. It's just that paranoia that you're the one being stale in a relationship and everyone's like, "No, nah, I'm done with you. You suck." Okay, yeah, so that's that's what I was reading on this. So, okay, I was, you know, I, that's what I, you know, that's what I, mean, I thought. I think I still have that paranoia, even with friends in every relationship, that I'm worried that I'm getting boring to people. Like, I feel like I have so high energy. And then when people see that I'm not always high energy or, you know, that exciting person at the party, I'm worried that they're like, eh, he's not as fun before. I mean, I know that's just my paranoia and anxiety talking to me and making me insane but this song it it fucking hits hard and those lyrics i relate to it so much i lived with you for two years yeah i, I never got bored Nah, there's times you got bored of me i could tell <laughs> bored i don't think is the word no <laughs> I, and the guitar in this song is also killing it i love the lyrics uh Please send me anything but signals that are mixed because I can't read your rolling eyes. Out of touch, or are we out of time? Like, yeah, I don't know. No, that whole good. chorus is just yeah. beautiful. Mm. I don't know. This might be my favorite song on the album. I don't Uh-oh. know. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Plain Morning, because you were up <laughs> there and Age Six Racer. I love the last couple songs, except for the bonus, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Track I nine. I can't wait. Unless you yeah. got more on. Nope, nope, nope. We kind of said it, yeah. Ender will save us all. Is this about um, Ender's game? Yeah, totally. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. I, I love that um, on this song, I love the like, I want to give you whatever you need. What is it you need? Is it what I need? Like, I love that whole need section. I like the way he sings it. There was one time I went to see a band at St. Andrews, and you know how they play music before the bands come on? Yeah. They played the song, and the whole crowd was chanting this chorus, and it just was like, oh, I love this sing-along chorus so much. Well, the verses are just written so fucking well in this song. The guitar is barely present on the song, though, but he's using these his emotions and vocal range to really drive it. Well, that I think that kind of makes that need part work, because he's just doing like a strum. Yeah, and singing, and then a strum. He's like letting it, letting it sit. I, I, I think that makes that part better. So, do you remember 
what show were we at that you and I, they were like, before the band came out, they were playing like banger after banger after banger. It's from always like this. St. Andrews. Well, no, I know, but like, and you and I were there, and I think we were like standing on the bar. We were either, yeah. I'm, I'm, my guess is we were up top, and we were both like, I don't know. Second if I would... night Motion City soundtrack. You know? You yeah, know what it was? Because that's, that's the only time I've ever been up on the bar. Okay. I'm usually always down on the floor, but I remember that second night we were both up there. Do you do you remember that though? We were like we were like belting to every song and like the girl of course we were we were both like very like in a relate I see that's the thing is I feel like it wasn't that show because of who was who I remember was with us at that show and I don't think that Oh. I don't know because I don't normally go up top, but I remember for both those Motion City shows, I was like, ah, eh, maybe we weren't. Maybe just... that's the missed memory is that we weren't up top. Ah, well then I wouldn't because I sing along with every one of those <laughs> intro well, songs. Well, I just remember it because for whatever reason, like I wasn't being shy and I was singing along loud with you. Do you remember that at least? Do you yeah. remember? Okay, it's a. <laughs> You're like getting angry. Do you remember no, that? I'm just trying to like, no, now it's bothering me. But I just remember like, and even the, a couple people around us were like, okay, okay. Like, and you and I were both like, yeah, mm-hmm, yep. We're great. We're great. We're very fun. We know these songs. We're good singers. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Track 10, shirts and gloves. You need both of those things if it's going to be cold outside. So yes, shirts and gloves and masks. Yes. That should be the renamed version of the yeah, song. He re-releases it, please. This is a mass song for me. It's all right. I wouldn't skip it. I only have that one skip song. But I feel like this is another one that's an inside joke or a sad story that he's just writing from his diary, like you said. Yeah, no, it's totally another one of those, like, I'm on tour, you're on tour, I never see you, it sucks, I hate it. I, I do like that he's when he says so many high points on this last leg, I can't wait to recount them. It seems like nothing's happened until I've shared them with you. Aw. Like that's cute. Yeah, that's a good lyric. Um, although there's another lyric where he says, road rules apply, there's so much action, I'm getting busy. Is that like, hey, I'm allowed to cheat because we're on the road? Like, is that what that means? I don't know. Like, it doesn't really sound like something he would say, especially... I know, but just the, <laughs> the words... Like road rules apply. There's so much action. I'm getting busy. Like, what else would it mean? I don't know. Chris Crabba, what does it mean? Chris, we know you he, listen. No, he liked and followed us. So he did. Yeah. Personal and dashboard. Oh shit, Chris! I love all of these songs. <laughs> I take it all no, back. I want, I want you to be honest. It's not like we're batting. Well, anything. no, actually, there isn't any songs that I don't like. It's just songs that I like more than others. <laughs> I don't know if you'd actually listen to this, but you never know. He seems very approachable. No, you know like, what I it is? Like if someone on his team him. is like, these motherfuckers are talking shit. <laughs> these, these guys don't know shit. <laughs> I oh, mean, man. speaking of track 11, hold on. I'm not a giant fan. It's all right. <laughs> I, I wrote, I don't like the song. I don't like the lyrics or the styling. That's all I wrote. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> we don't you're have still, to like you're everything. You're still awesome. You're uh, way better than Death Cab for Cutie. That's for damn sure. I know. This is kind of bad because these last couple songs. Oh, I got something. I have a fun thing to say about this is a forgery. Really? Yeah, you're going to hate it, though. Okay. Track 12, this is a forgery. So I wrote, <laughs> this song's like nothing else I've ever heard from Dashboard. 
I said it actually reminds me of something you do when you were making solo music. Yeah, it does. Like I was like, oh man, this is totally a fabricated and hope thing. Like that's like, and then I literally. So I still have that one song. I don't want to give people too many things to search for. Um, I do still have that one song on my flash drive, the one that I know the words and the melody to, and that you were always really flattered that I that I would like sing along to it and stuff. But um, I I got really excited because I was like. I wonder if like those are still on his MySpace, and they are. I saw it's up there. They so here's the thing: if you go to your MySpace, there's like five or six fabricated and hope songs, and then like one it says like it's like a a third October demo. Oh, and but you click on them and they won't play. Oh. And I was like, what is that? So then I, w- I like did some Googling and found out that when MySpace like moved some like uh, migrated some stuff from like one set of servers to another, they lost 50 million songs. They lost every they lost like almost every song that was uploaded to MySpace from 20, 2003 to 2015. So that's really? where your songs are. The names are still on your MySpace, but you can't actually listen to them. They are lost in the void. But I do still have the one on my hard drive, if you want it, if you don't have it. Oh, man. Um, what is the song? Skin Deep. Ah. No, I, I really like Skin Deep. That's a good song. Put it as the intro to this, uh, this podcast. Well, so here's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> a couple weeks ago... Oh, now you don't have the song? No, so a couple weeks ago, I was trying to get something else. I was actually trying to get uh, uh, DDP Yoga videos off of it, and I couldn't find... um, I have, like, the flash drive or the hard drive and the USB that connects it, but I don't have the the power cord. And I know I have it somewhere because I've literally... I've literally used that flash drive, like, in the last six months, or the uh, hard drive. So, like, it's somewhere in my room. I just have so much shit in here that I can't find the power cord. So as soon as I do have the find the power cord, I will put that song on here and I won't tell you when. And it'll be Actually, listeners, surprise. I just did some research. If you go to SoundCloud slash Daniel dash Lowens, I have all my old punk music back with my... Remember how I was talking about how I did that song from the Ataris and I didn't know it was by the Ataris? Yeah. All those songs are on there. It's not very good, but the very last song on there is Skin Deep. It sucks that that's the only more recent song, but that's a that is a good song though. Like I I truly Well, thanks. My reggae song called Bluntly Obvious. That's really terrible. Ah, the fun times. <laughs> oh yeah. This week's villain. Yep. There. Wait. Where I don't see skin deep. Oh, there it is. Yeah, the very bottom. Wow. Anyways, Ooh, let's get back to this album. Can I download it? I don't know. I can't. Oh, sorry. I'll figure out how to rip it off here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So let me get into my opinion of this is forgery, unless you got more. Nope. I can't wait I think... to see skin deep for tab after this episode. <laughs> I think the uh, lyrics to this song are awesome. Yeah. I hate the bossa nova drum loop that's going on in the background. Yes, I I like the like, um, you know, 
Hello Goodbye, Reggie and the Full Effect uh, no. synthesizer or whatever. But I, I think don't the synthesizer like... sounds like it's from the Hippos, which I like the Hippos, but it doesn't fit with this. I it like it. I don't so like. Out of place. I don't like the drum loop, but I do like the. I do like the. Uh, this the whatever <laughs> it is. I mean, it sounds like they were having fun. It's so, it's, you know. it's kind of wild though, and I'm, it makes more sense once I realized it was like a bonus track on a reissue because I was like. That's this song just like comes out of nowhere. Like it's like nothing like anything else on this album. The so. next song, track thirteen, not so easy, is definitely a hidden track. Like it sounds like he recorded it in his car. Yeah, it's a fine song. I mean, I don't. Yeah, the the potato quality kind of took me away from it. For like but, mega fans, I bet they were excited to find this track back right. when no, the CD I, I came out. And they were just waited for whatever however long before it started playing yeah yeah so that's that's this album guys dashboard confessional love it listen uh yeah i like the album um i it took me a little bit longer to get into it because i don't have a connection to it and it was you know it's a lot the a lot of the songs are similar but once i really dove into it and looked at the lyrics and and um you know did some of the other things that i said earlier you know i i do i do like it i do i my my thought is i do like dashboard better like as a full band um yeah. and that's just my that's just a musical preference like i don't think there's anything wrong with um with this and honestly i think if i would have heard this in 2000 i would have been all about it and then listening to it now i would have been more into it cuz i had the, the nostalgia but it just i run into this sometimes when i'm listening to stuff that um, is from the time period, like from the scene, but I'd never got into it. Then it's harder for me to get into it. So, yeah, but I like it. I'd, I'd give it a, I give it a seven out of 10. Oh, we're rating now. Yeah. I would go eight out of 10. Ooh, okay. Maybe I should go six out of 10 then since you said eight. Dang. It's too close. No, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I still, like I said, I prefer shade of poison trees or dust of summer. But I mean, you this picked one. This I know. I wanted to okay. pick like his first album to really go in deep into it for you. Yeah. But I mean, this, like I said, this album is amazing. Still, it's very good. If you ever get a chance, you should listen to. You probably have heard it, but Stolen. Yeah, it's no, up, I love Stolen. Up. You love Stolen. Stolen. That's, no, that's one of the like five or six songs that I already knew. What? Yeah, I love that song. I love that album. All right. Let's go to weekly recommend. <laughs> okay, so before we actually are, um, are you gonna recommend a song that was re-recorded this week? It was an re-recorded. Old song that was re-recorded. I don't think so. And re-released. Okay. Well, then before we even get into it, I want to ask you how you're feeling about what's your thoughts on uh, Taylor Swift re-recording and re-releasing all six of her albums. I don't know previous, yet. Previous albums. I I haven't listened to the re-recording yet. Oh. Because I I liked the last two albums a lot. And her albums before that were fine. Like, I, I like the singles. Yeah. Is it is it very similar to the style she's going now with the folk? Um, no, I mean, I, I would say that she re-recorded it in the exact same style as before. Well, then I don't get why it's happening because she doesn't own the masters 
that's she's she that's why she's doing it she's I think it's a, completely smart then go girl well yeah she can own the masters and then she can also i mean i don't think she's doing it for a cash grab but it i mean she's going to be able to re-release all that stuff and make more money off of it so you should do that then yeah i mean still it's the same thing it's the same thing that real big fish did when they wanted to put out that greatest hits album and jive still owned all their stuff they just re-recorded them and they sounded better so it was great just instead of it being a greatest hits album she's doing six albums she's had a very very productive year taylor has she's really taking this time of being quarantined and like all right i'm gonna up my game a lot super annoying because i haven't done that at all (laughs) come on there's other bands that should be doing this too what are you doing other bands yeah like um angels and airwaves for one seriously seriously no they're just trying to make money they're like if we're not going to put music out if we can't tour on it they're waiting to tour that's a good i point. think as soon as they can announce a tour they, they will be and know that they're actually gonna be able to do it they'll be putting out the album i think last week you put this in your weekly recommends but megaron doing the remaster or remake of his final fantasy 7 album i didn't but i saw that you i saw you posted on instagram in i have been obsessed stories. with it and i've also like it, uh, Final Fantasy 7 is my video game to go to when I'm like winter when I have nothing to do because I have it on the Switch and I'll play it, it over and over and over. Awesome soundtrack. It does. Oh my god, it does. And this remake album is so good. So I have to tell you, I saw, I yeah, I looked at, you posted it and so then I looked it up and I saw something interesting that I wanted to tell you. I you won't care that much, but it's still kind of cool. So, you know, the first track where they're like, there's a Talking guy about materia. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's Austin Creed, who is Xavier Woods from the New Day. I did not know that. You know, ex- you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. New Day. This is the guy. He's the guy with the trombone. Oh, he's cool. also so he has a video game. Uh, you, a very successful video game, YouTube called Up, Up, Down, Down. And he's also like about to get a job on G4. Ooh. Like he campaigned for it. He his his dream has always been to like host a rebooted Nick Arcade. Okay. He's totally like a guy that um is just a big kid, like a big nerd who also went to the gym and became a wrestler. Like he he cosplays at cons, he you know, is has a video game thing. He like and him so I it didn't surprise me because they've they have a podcast, a new day does, and Mega Ran was on it and they're friends with Mega Ran. So um but yeah no i saw that and i was like oh i gotta tell him it's he's a wrestler that he probably knows who it is i do know who i know that because will was a big fan and talking about him all the time and i've i've seen him a few times yeah i mean you 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 were exposed to quite a bit of wrestling when we lived together and the new day was totally popular when we were roommates so if you're interested listeners check out the song absolute first but the whole album is really good my only complaint is it's not on vinyl. Neither is the original. I know this is a remake. and I'm like, come on. Come on. Put this on vinyl. Hmm, I'm surprised that it didn't even get released on vinyl. Like some sort of special thing. Because like there's. Um, I've seen like video game soundtracks that are like. Either just released or released as like a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive or, um, you know, there's. And surprises me because it is a very, very like popular classic game. 
It was like the yeah. highest selling PlayStation game of all time. It got a remastered remake last Which year. Is like, awesome. It's not complete. It's only part no, one. No, I know it's yeah. Yeah. It's so weird that I can play that game over and over. I've completed that game at least thirty times. I never finished it. But I'll I'll just pick it up and it's weird because it's it's my go to stress relief to just grind in the game where you just run around and bit battle villains and level up as fast as possible. Yeah. It's so relaxing and so tedious, but I love it. <laughs> I guess I'll do my other two because I don't have a t- ton. Um, yeah. Ice Nine Kills. So they're like a metal band I love that came out not last year, but the year before with like a complete horror movie album. Oh, yeah. We've talked about it. Yes. And they just dropped a song for Valentine's Day that's a cover. Can't help falling in love. Yeah, I heard it. I... Actually, didn't like it the first time I listened to it, but then I watched the music video and it's been stuck in my head all week. So I guess I like it. <laughs> it's one of those like, do I like this? But I can't stop listening or th- thinking about it. So I guess I like it. I want them to just drop another album, but do you not have well, good opinions least, on it? At least they're well. No, I just I didn't I didn't like it, but I also just don't like covers. Are, covers for me are like hit or miss like i I either like love them or i'm like boof what why why do we do this so (laughs) and i honestly i'll get i i literally like saw the name of the band started to listen to it when i then as soon as i realized what song they were covering i i skipped like so and then my other song is by vic mensa it's called shelter featuring wyclef john and chance the rapper it's a really smooth jazzy song it's really good and it's got a deep message so check that out okay okay i really uh, didn't have like a ton of songs i love this week just i've been listening to that megaron non-stop and those other two songs which like i said okay. i said kills i wasn't sure if i liked but apparently i do hey man some weeks i only have like one so um this week i do have a few okay. um so one of them, a couple of these are kind of like iffy, but I put them on here anyway because, you know, I'll yeah. you'll see why. So, um, one of the so one is "Cover Me in Sunshine" by Pink and her daughter. It's kind of got like a little bit more of a like folky country e vibe, but I love Pink's voice. And then there was like I didn't know who Willow Sage Heart was, but then. I was played it for tab and she's like, Oh, her daughter's name is Willow. And I was like, well, she's married to Corey Hart. So Willow Sage Hart is obviously her daughter. And then it's, it's like a little kid voice. So it's, oh. it's, it's cute. Um, I was just so about to say, how old is pink? She's daughter? young. She's okay. young. Um, she's probably like between like nine and 12 or something like that. I'm not sure. So, um, honestly, she, I don't even know why I said that. I'm not sure. She's not, she, She's not like a she's not like a toddler, but she's also like not like a teenager yet. She's somewhere, you know, in there. So um and uh li- there's a band called Lipstick Jody that um I saw play with Justin Pierre and also with Motion City at the show we last went to. Um and they so this is interesting because they had a they had a couple singles that were out like last year. Um, one was called Do Say, and then one was there was another one, and then they both like dropped off Spotify. And I actually even 
I even tweeted um, at them because I was like, hey, why? Like, I tried to play this song and it's not on here anymore. And they were like, oh, don't worry. It'll be coming back soon. They're from Grand Rapids. Oh, okay. I'm going to add it to my list to listen to. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, now, uh, last week, they put Duce back on um, as a single. And it, like, released this week. And then they have, and they're, like, promoting it. And they shot a video for it. And then they have an album coming out in March. Um, and I'm Ooh. hoping it has that other song because the other song was even, honestly, I liked it even better than Say. And they're they're kind of like a pop pop punk, like not not pop punk pop punk, but like a more like a um, more like Motion City Wonder Years type pop punk, like more more indie, more you know sad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but their their newer stuff has been more kind of like has some electronic to it and i don't even know what you would call it but it's it's good i think you i think you'd like it it's something that's kind of right in our shared wheelhouse um and then uh the other weird one that i have is i got really excited because one of the as i've said uh this last year i got into some like 80s metal um and one of the albums i was jamming a lot was dio's holy diver yeah and there was a live a Dio live album that came out this week on Spotify and it's Holy Diver in its entirety live and then also like a couple other hits. And I was super excited. I was like listening to it. I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this on the, the show. And the other thing is like live albums a lot of times, for whatever reason, they put them out and they still don't have really good audio. And I'm like, oh, why did you put this out? But like Dio's vocals are really clear. The instrumentation is really clear. Like it's a well-produced live album. And then I found out that it actually came out in like 2006, but they re-released it on vinyl and then just put it on digital. So it's not actually new, but I wanted to talk about it anyway, because I was so excited about it all week. (laughs) But lastly, um, Melanie C had her solo album come out this year. Her, I say that like it's her eighth solo album. So she had a solo album come out this year, and but she put out a bunch of other like singles. Some of them, some of them were on the album. Some of them weren't on the album. Some of them were like uh, remixes. And so I, one came up, and I was like, okay, I clicked on it, and, I, and it said too much acoustic. And I was like, I don't remember there being a song called Too Much on there. Um, and I was like, okay, so I clicked on it, and then it. It clicked right away. It's an acoustic cover of Too Much by the Spice Spice. Girls. Oh, how could she do that? And so instead of listening to all of them sing it, I just get to listen to the best one sing it. (laughs) And, oh, I love it. I've been listening to it, like, every day, like, at least once a day, like, like medicine. It's very good. Like medicine. I immediately, like, I found it while I was driving to work, and I'm, like, immediately... Uh, like w- once I got to work, I text Shelby and tab like, like, here's this thing. Um, you know, Shelby's my, my, uh, my resident, uh, shared Spice. Spice Girl fan. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my weekly rewind. Nice. Any WTF? Any no, honestly, my spot and nice, nicely enough, my, um, my Spotify, like weekly or, release radar was 
not all janky this week, but I, I didn't really hear anything I didn't like. But I also, I didn't listen to like a ton. Of, I listened to like just enough new music to have some rewinds. But I, between like listening to Dashboard, listening to an audiobook that I have to cover on my other podcast on Friday, and, you know, just, yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't listen to a ton of new stuff. But my only WTF song is. I was really excited because Dua Lipa was going to put out a song this week. Yeah. And she did. And it's kind of boring considering how much, how many bangers are on her album, Future Nostalgia. You talking about We're Good? Yeah. It's okay. And I found out it's just because it's a extra B-side or whatever for her Moonlight edition of Future Nostalgia. Like, it's just extra songs. I was like, all right, that makes more sense. This isn't like the pop hit I thought it was going to be. So it's fine, but so I guess it's not like complete what the fuck, but I was really pumped. It's like a what the heck song. I was really pumped for like a really fun new dance song. Yeah. And I didn't get that. So I think that's why I'm hurt right now. I think that's why I needed to talk it out. She doesn't owe you anything, Danny. I know. (laughs) That's it. That's our podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Just start ending it like that. Wait, wait, we got to tell people what's coming up because we actually know. Oh, do we? Yeah, so um, two two announcements. So next week... Um, <gasps> Is it for, we, for sure? Yeah, next week we are going to do another album retrospective. And so we are doing Green Day's Nimrod. And Ooh. we have uh, our guest, uh, third uh, co-host uh, for next week, is Mike, the drummer from Former Critics, who you've heard several times in our um, intro and outro. So... Yeah. And he has a lot of interesting, strong opinions about music, so it should be fun. And yeah, it should be a good one. Yeah, he he has he has commentary for me, which I very much appreciate. Uh he has commentary for me every week on stuff that we say and uh and our opinions, whether he is sometimes agreeing, sometimes disagreeing. Um that brings up another point. We've been doing this for 12 episodes. If anyone has opinions or things we should do different or things they like, we're open to hear. Yeah. Just I mean, uh, just if you know us, you can just hit us up. But And if you don't know us or you want to do something else, you can always just, you know, slide into those DMs. Yeah. DMs <laughs> are open, a, baby. Such a weird thing to say. I know. That's why I say it because it's so dumb. <laughs> the music guests I wanted to have on for our 20... the the 28th yeah uh they can't do it till later march so we'll have to figure something else out okay cool we've Talking done a lot of retrospective later. so we should try cares oh well so that... if you have an idea for what we should do on the 28th i would love to hear it <laughs> should we, we might do be another able to... list episode should we do another retrospective there's a chance we might be able to push up our one for the first week of march too if needed i mean i don't want to I mean, no, actually, that's a good idea. All right, we'll talk. We'll see. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll find out. But um, also, while we're uh, talking about stuff that's coming up, so another thing I realized that we should start doing is um, covering, like, new music that comes out other than just our recommendations. So um, as album, we're going to take a look at the, you know, upcoming, we're going to keep our eye on upcoming releases and start planning some stuff into uh, doing some, like, first listen type episodes on albums of bands that we like uh, or artists that we like uh, that have albums come out. So the album drops on a Friday and we'll both uh, 
cram as much of it into our brains, you know, on Friday and Saturday before we record on Sunday to let you know what we think. We already have one planned. Yeah, we do. So if anyone's excited, on uh, March 26th, Death From Above's new album comes out. Hell yeah. And we're both pretty big fans of Death From Above, so we will yeah. be jamming that album. Yes. For sure. That's so far away, though. Not that far <laughs> with you. Blinking, it'll be here. Yeah, so, that's true. Hey, maybe if you like that Lipstick Jody uh, song, uh, you listen to any of that other stuff, we can maybe do their album, too. I'm not sure what day it comes out, but, you know. Word, word. So. I follow like three things that tell me when albums, mostly what LPs come out each week, Yeah. but also when albums are dropping on Spotify. So I'll let you know if I see anything cool. Sounds good. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of B-Side Ourselves. It's an obscure Star Wars reference. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Later. <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of beside ourselves beside ourselves is written and recorded by danny lowens and josh schramm beside ourselves is available on soundcloud spotify and apple podcast if you like the show please be sure to rate review subscribe and tell your friends you can follow and interact with us on instagram and twitter at b underscore side pod if you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode be sure to slide into those dms and let us know the intro music for today's show is by Former Critics. Check them out at formercritics.bandcamp.com. <laughs>